0: Help us find your love and grace in our reading today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what Jesus has to share with us today in Matthew chapter 20. Jesus tells a parable about the kingdom of God. We see God's generosity in this parable as the owner of the estate, God, who doesn't want to leave anyone out. The owner continues to gather men to work for him even until the last hour, and then he pays each one the same amount of money. He doesn't pay the workers who had worked all day more than the ones he hired in that last hour. Jesus shows us that God wants to save all his people, not just the ones who work and work and work. This is grace. We cannot work our way to heaven. We are offered grace instead. This goes against the natural bent of those of us who just work hard. We don't know any other way to live in this world. It may be more difficult for us to receive the grace that God offers. May we fully receive God's goodness and his grace without feeling like we owe him anything except our belief and our hearts. He asks for our belief, belief in him and belief in his son. Then Jesus tells the disciples that he desires our service, not leaders who are harsh and hard with his people. Verse 28 says, Just as the Son of Man came not to be waited on but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many, the price paid to set them free. May we serve the Lord and his people as he asks us to serve. The last part of the message is among my favorite in the Bible. Two blind men cried out to Jesus. The crowd told them to be quiet, but they yelled all the louder. Their request was, have pity and mercy on us, you son of David. Jesus did have pity on them and they were healed. In fact, Jesus shows himself compassionate. He asked them what they wanted him to do for them. This shows me the gentle spirit Jesus has within him, the gentle spirit of God. He wants to know how he can help us. I also see that Jesus asking them men what they wanted was because he wanted them to tell him, speak in their words what they wanted. Sometimes we are afraid to ask God for what we really want, but here we see that Jesus actually wants to know. He is inquisitive. He won't overstep. He is a total gentleman. May we ask him for what we desire and know he really does want to know. Let's see what's happening with Paul in Acts chapter 27. Paul sails to Italy by different ships and routes. This is a chapter filled with suspense and action for us action-adventure lovers. The weather was extraordinarily vicious. The men fought for 14 days to keep hold of the ship while a northeaster storm held them captive. Paul warned them not to set sail on the last voyage, but they didn't listen. In verse 22, he said, But even now I beg you to be in good spirits and take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you but only of the ship. He was visited by an angel from God who gave him this and other messages. At the final place, they sort of landed and the ship fell apart and all the men had to swim to shore, but still they were all safe. Well, let's see what's happening with the Israelites in Second Chronicles chapter 35. Yesterday we read that Josiah turned the people back to God and rid Judah of all the idol worship in Judah and Benjamin. Today we read that Josiah held the Passover and feast of unleavened bread for seven days. Verse 18 says no Passover like it had been kept in Israel since the days of Samuel the prophet, even by any of the kings of Israel, as was kept by Josiah and the priests, the Levites, and all Judah and Israel who were present, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. There were tens of thousands of lambs and somewhere around 4,000 bulls sacrificed to the Lord. This must have been an amazing celebration and feast for the people. It was magnificent. Unfortunately, the end of the chapter doesn't end well for Josiah. He was warned not to fight against Egypt in a war that Egypt brought against Assyria. In fact, the king of Egypt told him it was against God's will to do this. However, Josiah disguised himself and fought in this battle. He was wounded, which ended in his death. In chapter 36, we read about the various stages of the Babylonian takeover of Judah. There were several kings of Judah who did not follow after God's ways. God continued to send them prophets they wouldn't listen to. Verse 15 says, And the Lord, the God of their fathers, sent to them persistently by his messengers, because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. Verse 16 tells us they continued mocking the messengers that God sent them. And verse 17 says, Therefore, he brought against them the king of the Chaldeans, who slew their young men with the sword in the house of the sanctuary, and had no compassion on young man or virgin, old man or hoary-headed. He gave them all into his hand. God allowed his people to be taken away from his holy place. The house of God that Solomon built was burnt to the ground by their enemies. And our passage tells us the land rested for 70 years. It was a Sabbath for the land. The last part of the chapter tells us that the Lord stirred up the king of Persia's heart to rebuild God, a house in Jerusalem. If you want to know the specific details of the eventual takeover, a commentary written by Enduring Word gives a detailed version of it. The link is in the transcript attached to today's podcast. Well, let's see what we can glean from Psalm 17. Psalm 17 finds David surrounded by King Saul, who seeks his life. He writes from this perspective. David is firm in his belief that the Lord knows him and knows his heart. He is also sure of God's loving kindness to him. In verse 8, he asks God to keep and guard me as the pupil of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. May we consider this same prayer when the world seems to be against us. There are a few verses that are note card worthy here. You may want to write them down and have them handy for your time in need. David ends this chapter with, As for me, I will continue beholding your face in righteousness, rightness, justice, and right standing with you. I shall be fully satisfied when I awake to find myself beholding your form and having sweet communion with you. May we remain firm and satisfied in the Lord as we partake of sweet communion with him. Remember, we enter his courts with praise and thanksgiving. Let us praise him today and sit in his presence and be made whole by him. Let us pray. O oh Lord, thank you for showing us your love as we read your word today. Father, you never stop seeking a relationship with us. Thank you for continuing to pursue us. Help us surrender to you and draw closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word.